Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the April 17th game against the Ottawa Senators, and for the first time this season, the whiteboard is completely empty. <laughs> uh, there's nothing to discuss. Yeah. Um, you know, just to you know, point out, we're going to be a bit late on uploading this podcast. Just uh, you know, We're in exam season right now, so things are a little bit busy for us. We obviously always watch the games, but you know, sometimes... Uh, you know, sometimes these games go late. This one didn't. Obviously, it's a very early game, but uh, this one kind of pissed us both off, both off, and we kind of wanted to just not rant and scream into the microphone for an hour, so we decided to just sleep on it, and we're recording it the next morning. Yeah, a little bit of a digestion period on this one. Yeah, because um, there's a lot to talk about here. This is like, you know... See, it's why I don't even think there is. There, I just don't think there well, is. Well, there's a lot to talk about in terms of, like, the future of how we proceed, because, like, we're seeing you almost... You burn it down. <laughs> We're seeing almost no improvement. No. The, the the and the main issue here, and you know, this is you know going to be obvious to you know all the fans here that are you know die, if you're listening to a Habs uh, you know a Habs podcast, you're probably a, a big hockey fan. Yeah. But it's clear that our issue here, uh, you know, we can dive into the into the micro aspects of what's causing it. But the issue here, and, and it's been the same issue for the Habs for three years, it's our consistency. We have absolutely no consistency. We can't really rely on anybody. Like, there's no one on our team, um, you know, in a in a macro level, um, that's been around for a few years that we can like really just rely on and know that they're really going to do their job, and you know that that really leads us to um, you know disastrous consequences game to game, and um, you know getting you know losing game to Ottawa for nothing. Whereas uh, you know we might not win the series against them. No, I think now mathematically we can't. I think they we've played them four times. I think, right? No, I think we've played them more than that. I'm gonna double check. Well, it's four or five. But just to build off, we of, play them uh, eight, right? Uh, eight, I think eight or nine. I'm okay, gonna, if it's I'm eight, then check. I think we're mathematically eliminated. It might be nine, like Toronto, but I'm not sure. Yeah, just just to go off of what you were saying there too, before we uh, check the Ottawa series, um, I also think the big issue is we don't have any players with a you said like doing their job. I don't think we have a player that has one job to do. This is this is the big thing is like like Josh Anderson for example. He needs to be the like goal scorer, but he also has to be the net front guy. He also has to be a penalty killer. He also has to be the most hits on the team. Like you get a lot of this with like, you know, multi it's it's there's a difference between, you know, a double or a triple threat versus someone who just has to do it all. So like for me, I, I'll, I'll look at the, the easy ones. Austin Matthews, his job is to score goals. Yeah. You know? We don't have guys like that who, like, just have, like, their primary roles. Well, like, one night to fully, like, you could say his job is to score goals, but they also need him to kill penalties. Yeah, and, like, here, I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go off that point just because we're going to do this systematically. Yeah. And I think we're on the same page on almost everything here, but to go off of what you're saying with Austin Matthews and stuff like that is we do have consistent players. The team as a whole is not consistent. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason for that is, is yes, Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli, you know, season wide, you look at them very consistent, like goals per games looking good. You know, they, they even Toffoli, like, you know, every once in a while I catch myself saying, thinking like, okay, when's he going to score next? Yeah. But I think it's just law of large numbers. Like we just expect him to score more than he actually does. Mm-hmm. And and actually like the, the, the variance between when he scores game to game is, is pretty, uh, pretty, you know, on, on par with what he was doing early on in the season. He always had that little stretch there with Vancouver where he was blowing up. But, you know, those players are playing consistently. But the, the problem is though, is that 
when you have a team that is running four lines, you can't have a few players be consistent. The whole team needs to be consistent because we don't have that one player that can just carry the team like an Austin Matthews, like an Alex Ovechkin, like a Connor McDavid that are always so consistent that it doesn't really matter what everyone else is doing because they can, you know they'll score. And, and the problem is, is that, yeah, Arturi Lekkanen, wicked consistent, okay? But Arturi Lekkanen isn't going to win us games. Well, that, that's just it. And I think that that was kind of what I was alluding to is that we we have this thing, and I think it's an identity issue too, where we kind of have guys who have, like, like I was saying, been designated more than one job but are expected to do that to a level that's well beyond what they're capable of or for example you know if you look at most teams they have like you said a guy who can finish like Ovechkin they have a guy who's a distributor like a McDavid or like a Crosby or something and like that that consistency versus their actual role in the team is different because like you don't see Connor McDavid out there on the penalty kill Mm -hmm. but you see Tyler Toffoli out on ours yeah and so like I understand guys can have more than one talent. Um, like that, that's obvious. But I, I do agree that the issue is yes, the consistency. But it's like, like we, a team, for example, like uh, I'm gonna just keep going back to McDavid because he's like the penultimate version of like driving the offense. If McDavid doesn't play well, there's a good chance that Edmonton loses. If Toffoli doesn't score. It almost feels like it's a zero impact on whether we win or lose. Mm. That's what I'm saying is we don't have a guy that like his role. We don't we don't have any crucial players is the best yeah. way I can well, put that's, it. But that's that's my point is like and, and I know exactly what you're saying is like and it's, it's weird. It's easier to control for the confounders with a guy like McDavid because you just have to make sure he's on. Mm-hmm. But it looks like with the Habs that we need to find to win games. We need to find these crazy intersection points of basically. You know, first line's playing great, second line's playing great, third line's p- playing great, goaltending is amazing, top two defense are amazing, we'll win the game. Whereas, like, that's never going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. it'll happen once every, you know, four or five games, like like we're doing. Yeah. You know, but we like... one we, good game every five. If we think that. we can, you know, come away that lucky in the playoffs, like, it's impossible. No, I mean, it's, and, it just and, wouldn't and, happen. You know, like, I, I don't mean to rip into Carey Price here or Jake Allen, okay? But, like, we can't, you know... and. I'm not even going to say it, actually, because you don't want to know what. If if Kerry let in two goals uh, yesterday, we still would have lost. Well, that, that's what I was going to say is one nothing is the same loss as 10 nothing. So really, like yes, he could have been better, but we didn't do anything, so yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, and you know what? And, and that does you know. that is a non-zero impact on his game, too. When, you know, the, we know how Kerry reacts with basically the team playing it in front of him, and, you know, he gets demoralized a little bit. And, you know, I would too, honestly, with with the pressure of you knowing you literally cannot let in a goal yeah. because the team will lose. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a bit scary because, you know, the only players I find that are really being consistent on our team right now and players that I love, they're just not high impact enough for, for them to carry the team. And, like, you know what, like, Carry if he if he can play consistently he can carry the team, but again like goaltending is a little different because like you know he could he could get shutouts every single game but if we can't score we'll just well, go to shootout. That's that's and- what I was gonna say. I'm just looking at the stats right here. So for goalies, the number one goal in the league in terms of goals against is Peter Morazic. Okay, Peter Morazic has a one point four. 
if you get shut out and let in 1.4 goals per game, you're going to lose every single game. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And obviously, like, there's there's multiple goalies that are better than Peter Mraz. Like, I'm yes. just saying, for argument's sake, like, this is not, like... But even our carry-esque players, okay, like Weber, no consistency. Well, but the, and that's exactly it. I'm saying, like, if you just have a bunch of guys who do the same job every single night... You're gonna be a lot better off. But the, if yeah. and 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 I'm agreeing with you. I just I don't like the the one thing I will say that's different is I don't need my goal scores to be the same every night. Yeah. It would be nice, obviously, but I need my playmakers to yeah. be the same every night. I need who like you know what a great example is Panarin. Panarin's gonna get an assist every single game. Like it's a guarantee. He or and if the closest thing to a guarantee. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean he's going to be giving it to Zibanejad every time, but he'll have Zibanejad, then he'll have Bushnevich, then he'll have uh, Lafreniere and Strom and all these guys. And like, but it's always coming out of yeah. him. So it's like you need someone who can actually just be on the board every single night. Yeah. And that's that's supposed to be at this point Nick Suzuki. Yeah. It he's... was originally supposed to be Jonathan Druin. That ship has sailed. Yeah. But like far away, we can't see it anymore. Yeah. Um. Just going off it's that point rough. quickly with Druin, I wonder when, you know, it's hard for me to gauge it because I, I have a very negative view of Jonathan Druin, you know, for the past few years. Why? <laughs> but I just, I wonder why, I wonder when per se or like what kind of performance it's going to take for people to jump off the Druin bandwagon. I Just don't. because like, listen, okay, the guy has what, probably... 22 assists or something like that oh i'll double okay. check for something like when that. when i when me and jesse when when jesse and i checked when he had 15 assists and he was i think second in our team in points which was early on in in, in the season um we're not exaggerating when 12 of those 15 were, were second um secondary yeah he okay. has 21 assists and also that coincides when uh suzuki and anderson were on an absolute tear okay now i'm gonna pivot off druin Okay, because I think he's taken enough flack, and I, I honestly think a lot of it has to do with the perception of his actual top-end ability. I, I don't think it's that high. Uh, definitely not first-line left wing. But I'm a little bit more disappointed right now in Nick Suzuki. Yeah. You know, and like... and. Um, yeah, it, a little, so we just brought up the Druin stats. He act, He's 12 primary, 9 secondary. Yeah. Okay? Which, those things, like, that's the thing, right? It's like, when we looked at it, it also depends. Like, these things get corrected. Yeah, I also I also am remembering ones where, like, I'm remembering specifically the one where this happened, like, two games in a row where he passed it to Anderson, like, at the, the red line. Yeah. And Anderson tore up from the red line. And, like, well, it's the thing. This is where I always talk about, like, um, the NBA and everything with points responsible for. Like, it, sure, it's an assist, but, like... Yeah, you know that's it, why I'm, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna treat that that you know I was a bit wrong there, just because I'm gonna keep primary assists, primary assists, whatever. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, is he look at the ratio still? Yeah, the ratio is still one to one basically. But the the fact of the matter is, is that um, Suzuki. If we look at Suzuki, um, you know he's been really struggling this year, and yeah. like the, you know it, it it was surprising because it's almost he follows the team almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. He came out super strong, uh, you know, got to the point where, you know, uh, you know, Julien and, and Ducharme were like, you know what, we're going to put that line up first. Then as soon as we did that, we've just seen a steady decline in his performance and in the non-tangibles. The, the, non, the non-tangible stats, the goals, the assists, whatever that may be, I just notice 
him less on the ice. And when I do notice him, I, I just notice lazy plays. And I notice a lot of not skating. And I, I think in the end, that's punishing Anderson. Um, you know, I don't think that's as good of a fit as we initially thought. You know? Yeah, I think um, there's a few things that, like, we're starting to see with Nick Suzuki. I'm happier with Kotkaniemi right now. I, I'm a lot happier with Kotkaniemi. And, you know, now that you mention it, I'm looking over here. So Kotkaniemi's primary to secondary assists are eight primary to six secondary. Suzuki's is actually 13 primary to six secondary. So, like, again, those stats, it doesn't show the full picture. And it, it also doesn't show the trend, though. Because, like exactly. I said, we were both happy with Suzuki up until early March. Yeah. And he had a ton of points until early March. And yep. he's still slowly racking them up. But, again, it's the non-tangibles on the ice. I'm just seeing catastrophic giveaways. Yeah. And also just not... Not that like vigor that he had on the ice early on. Like the, I I could tell when he has the puck, he's not thinking as much. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't really pinpoint what it is. But the only line that you know I I'm pretty comfortable with right now is Tatar Dano Gallagher. But again, we don't even have that. Yeah, and they're injured. And also, mind you, Suzuki's faceoffs are horrendous this year. Uh, he's he's you know uh, a plus minus of minus sixty nine faceoffs. So he's lost. 69 face-offs more than he's won. Um, I'm going to do the quick percentage yeah, I, right I here. Yeah, I don't think that, that that might be under 40. Let's see. I know early on in the season, at one point... It's a 44. A 44. He's 44%. Okay. So at, at least early on in the season, I remember complaining on here that he was a 39. Yeah. So at least that's gone up a little bit, but... Um, I'm interested with Denos are. What are Denos? Denos crazy high, I think. He's uh yeah, he's a plus twenty two in terms of his oh, face offs okay. and he's taken a lot more. I'm gonna do this real quick. Yeah. So just he's probably a fifty three, fifty two. It's gonna be a Um anyway, he's 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 winning big draws and like to fifty two. Fifty two, yeah. yeah. I, I just notice his draws like a but lot. But that's that's also why face off percentage is a bit misleading as well. Because like to me I wanna know how like he's he's won twenty two more face offs. Yeah. Overall, like he's if you're gonna treat it like plus minus, yeah. he's plus twenty two, and Nick Suzuki's a minus sixty nine. Yeah. That's huge. That's pretty bad. <laughs> like you know, the next on the team is Eric Stahl. So like right after that, like literally our next centerman that in terms of like face off plus minus would be Kotkaniemi, and he's a minus two. Yeah. The only centerman that's won more face-offs than he's lost is Deno. Also keep in mind Deno's taking bigger face-offs. Yeah, that's what I mean. And he's yeah. taking more and so more important. When, you know, when it's the, you know, in the odd scenario that the Habs are up and uh, there's a minute left and, and, you know, Toronto's pulled their goalie or, you know, uh, I don't know, um, Calgary's pulled their goalie and he's going, you know, who's taking that face-off against Monaghan? It's, it's Deno. It's Deno. Yeah. So, like, that, you know, that that's also confounder is, like, Suzuki's getting easier matchups and still losing yeah. them. Um, but you know, I'm I'm happy with that line. It's obviously devastating that 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 Gallagher's out. You know, I, you know, even if his even if his hand required surgery with COVID and, and you know all these surgeries being delayed, like I don't think they could you know n necessarily say that we're going to prioritize a hockey player's thumb yeah. and and get him into the into the hospital. So you know whether or not that that's actually true that he doesn't need surgery or if they you know they just spoke with the hospital staff and hospital staff are like well no i mean they're not making an uh, exception we, here we yeah. don't know but either way let's hope he's back for the playoffs because like we're obviously really hurting without him and you know he's one of those consistent players that we that we have and and uh you know they're few and far between on our team and and like another guy that i'll bring up is jeff petrie holy yeah. shit 
Jeff Petrie's the number one secondary Holy assist guy on the crap. team, actually. But look, look, when was his last goal? Oh, I can't even remember. See, like, I, I don't really care about their point totals if I can't predict them. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I... If, uh... It's like, uh... It's like the, um... Ryan Paling effect. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he had four four goals... Well, three goals and a, and a shootout goal in his first game, but then he didn't score for 25. Yeah. So it's like, I, you know... If you if you look five games down the road and you're like oh well he has four points in five games we'll I look up when Jeff it's different because last. like I need the points per game to matter I mean like, yeah, the points I also per like, game are important very much like Carey Price being a nine hundred if you get a thousand and then eight hundred all I want is just a very very boring steady line yeah exactly and you know and it's uh we have the all these options and we just can't seem to piece it together and you know I guess when Petrie's last goal was like date. I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to get... Okay, it's, we're April 17th now? 18th. 18th. Uh, I'm going to guess literally like March 10th. Yeah, March 13th yeah. against Calgary. And then he had... He had March. He scored March 6th, March 8th, March 10th, March 13th, and then he went quiet for a month. This is the issue. Is like we have no one who it's like, oh, okay, they'll score. Yeah, you know? They're, they're... Or at least like set up a goal. Like when we go, for example, in the power play, Almost every single team has at least one guy where it's like he will be getting a power play point yeah. today. You know, it's like think of the worst team still Dylan Larkin, Detroit, Buffalo, Jack Eichel. Like these guys are, I mean, Eichel's having a horrible year and he's out, but you know what I mean? Like every team has got that guy. And I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't have it. I, hopefully it's Caulfield. But it has again, to be. it has to be. But what, what, what you've said about the playmaker is true. Like yeah. if Caulfield gets 40 goals a year, okay. Just the position he's playing won't do much. No. Like, it literally won't do much. Like, if, if we get 40 extra goals per year and, uh, you know, everything else about our game sucks and Caulfield has, a, you know, a goal every two games... We'll lose 2-1. to one. Yeah. Instead we, of 2 nothing. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> we, we have to figure out this consistency, especially down the middle. Okay? The center, the center mess we have right now is just absolutely... I'm getting, like, strong, strong patchwork vibes with Eric Stahl, like similar to those of okay, uh, Dwight we'll King and Steve Ott. I, I don't know what's going on if there. We can't possibly think taking Eric Stahl and making him our fourth-line center was, like, a good idea. Now, look, I, I wasn't... I was happy to get Eric Stahl, okay, because he's, he, well, he's one of my favorite players in the league, you know, from 10 years back, and I just like the guy. But if you're going to roll the dice on a vet like that, kind of like Corey Perry, you can't play him nine minutes a game. Yeah. Like you, you have and to double down something on him. From him. And you know what? If Suzuki's playing this shit and, you know, Kotkaniemi is doing okay on the third line, maybe put Stahl in the second line. Yeah, it's always like this is this is there's the thing we talk about right too. Now. There's also a certain, I, I'm sure there's a real name for it because people have looked this stuff, like researched this stuff and everything. It's not just in hockey, but it's in everything. But like I'm I'm a big proponent for this that if you give someone like more ice time they're going to have success. Like I I really believe like across the board like except for the like you know the Victor Mete's for example who it's like he harms when he's on the ice. Someone like Eric Stahl, the more he plays, the more he's going to produce. It's just it, it the, the correlation is just there and you can see it with guys like like Byron has been playing more, he's been scoring great. more. Yeah. You know, and it's like there's a lot of guys like that that it's just I don't know. I I hate when guys get pushed down the the lineup and predicted to like produce. Like a, a perfect example is Max Domi last year in the bubble. They put him on the fourth line playing with Dale Weiss and 
I don't even remember who. Yeah, and then they were like, why can't Max Domi produce? I'm yeah. like, well, you're giving him three minutes to make Dale Weiss score a goal. Yeah, and also, you know, Eric Stahl, for the you know vast majority of his career, has been a 1C, 2C. Yeah. And, you know, that's a very different game than playing with fourth liners and against fourth liners. A very different game. It's like a different sport almost. It's like, I, and I understand the logic of someone outside of, like, you know, hockey directly who would say, like, oh, but if you take a really good player exactly. and play them against really bad players, they're going to do well. It's like, no, no, because it, 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 like, really is a team sport. It is. People and don't understand that. It's not like, let's say, basketball, where if, like, Michael Jordan's going up against some guy who doesn't know how to tie his shoes, he's going to score. It's like... He, like, you need to be, it's all, it's weird, like, hockey's very much a chess game between the two coaches. Yeah, and then also, you know, to expand on that, take a 40-second shift and make it 20 seconds. Yeah. It's like he has half the ice time. Yeah. It's like he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, have half the opportunity, and for the most part, that fourth line, you know, Ducharme isn't saying, like, go, 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 offense, offense, yeah, offense. Well, we it, used it's, to. It's keep it in their zone, keep it behind the, the goal line, and, you know, pressure them until a line change so yeah. that our guys can rest like that's literally the role of the fourth line you know at, at, at least traditionally it used to not be ours yeah but apparently we did, we're doing that well now. We're, we're regressing into this like i'm old noticing the team. i'm noticing our, our 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 minutes too are going back to like this traditional uh you know bullshit that yeah, didn't 18, work for us 12 yeah. 12 8 <laughs> i'm noticing it too i, I noticed stalls uh, minutes last game way down yeah and you know what it's like we don't have that team i mean we're, we're gonna talk about it on monday with the long format podcast we've got a couple little fun things we're gonna talk about the uh upcoming contracts for the ufas and all that stuff Do you but really want to run a one-two punch with jonathan drew and on your two no two second line exactly but and the other thing I, i'm saying i want to save it for the long podcast just because there's so much to talk about it really is the coaching situation now uh, short version, it's not going to be Ducharme. No. But long version, I'm, I, I I am excited. I've had some ideas that I jotted yeah. down here, so I, I hope everyone's ready for that. But yeah. uh, it's uh, it's not going to be Ducharme, and if it is yeah. Ducharme, we're out of our mind. Well, it's it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it, well, we're doing worse than we did with Julien. Julien. Yeah. And we have a lot more pieces. I also apparently heard. I, I I don't know exactly where this is. This was texted in that um before Claude Julien was fired, Ducharme was given more responsibilities, which is what we've been theorizing the whole time about lines and everything this has kind of been the whole season his hand has kind of been um not puppeting julian obviously but he he's had a very big role to play so the firing of claude julian we can now at least more clearly confirm that it was to shake up the guys a little bit it was not due to claude julian like alone yeah so well that's the thing that you know, sucks. if you if you see a head coach get fired you'd expect more change than what we saw i thought we were gonna see a complete nothing change. changed i mean yeah. like you know besides a few differences like very few what would i do after just just to tie this like what did even change nothing literally nothing. like i remember there was a few lineup changes but they were almost like un- you couldn't yeah, even it was a them. lineup change on their instagram account you'd watch them play yeah, and it was the they'd same go back lines. they'd switch it after um also, what does he talk to them? Like, what does he say to them in the intermission? It seems no like idea. almost every second period we come back, they score in 10 seconds. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. And the big thing with this, too, and, like, I like it, this is something I think is the most important to focus on, is that um, we, like, we lost 4 nothing to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. The, if you have anything you did from that game in next game... You've You're done something wrong. You're like insane. and literally anything. Yeah, I I'm saying all new lines. So, so like literally swap the goalie. 
even if it wasn't fully his yeah. fault. Change the defensive pairings. Like I like literally it like change everything. Make make a right winger play left wing at this point. Just switch yeah. absolutely. Well, it's the thing. Game. It's like it's not Carey Price's fault we lost, but he still let in three goals on fifteen shots. Yeah, exactly. So it's like even if we were producing, like we still need that to be better. Exactly. I mean, and like again with this whole fatigue bullshit that everyone's always bringing up that the Habs are for some reason somehow so you know, so They're vulnerable to fatigue. Yeah. Price just had a very, very big break. Yeah. And they were even talking on shit. TV about how he probably took even extra time because Jake Allen's a solid goalie. Yeah. But so no, there's so no reason. He was like an 8 12 or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, it's not that. Um, you know, we just have fundamental. We, we, we can't do the basics well. Like, mm-hmm. not even perfect. Like, we can't do them well. No. And the consistency is biting us in the ass. And also, you're completely right. And like, we have no identity. No. We, we're not playing the young guys. We're not playing the old guys. We're kind of doing this like in between where we yeah, kind of We're old and we're young. We're big and we're fast. We're slow and we're, we're, we're almost small. Like, like we're too scared to commit to something in yes. case we're wrong. And what exactly. ends up happening is we change it every game and we just can't piece anything together. Well, that's exactly it. That's, yeah. it's, it's very frustrating and like there's no clear answer. And especially with the trade deadline gone, like there's a, we're going to have to really bite the bullet on this one and yeah you know either either one of these teams that we play in the playoffs if we hold our position because it's not a guarantee i mean calgary's six points away and uh you know we have a lot of games against calgary left and we can't seem to really budge them i mean yeah. we got a lucky win the other day and i say lucky is because it was that it was one of those games where it was a jake allen and tyler to foley show and like yeah. we're not going to get that every game because no. um you know we're just not statistically um, it's going to be more more or less like the other Calgary games we've seen is that we have a bigger sample size there. And for the most part, they either shut us out or it, we lose 2-1. Yeah, so, and look, we won 2-1. It wasn't yeah. very different. So, Could have gone the other way too. Yeah, and um, you know, I, we're going to talk about this more in the long format, I guess, but we need like a big lineup change. Yeah. Is, like Druin's got to move down. That's what we're down. kind of previewing for uh, when we record the long one. It's going to be things like... Um, yeah, like we said, lineup changes, contract projections, coaching talks, and a big thing I want to go over, and we're going to probably go at length, is the identity thing here, because this is like, it's almost laughable, but basically, like, like the Canadians have kind of like like multiple personality yeah. disorder. Yeah, every every game, it's like... Uh, Which Josh Anderson are we seeing tonight is yeah. the only question you can't ask, actually. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else, it's like, which Deno are we seeing? Which... Uh, which Petrie are we seeing? Which Weber are we seeing? Which Price are we seeing? It's can, like can Weber skate tonight? Yeah, who knows? The answer is probably no. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we lost four nothing to the Ottawa Senators. I'm gonna say that. I, I was I was telling I was telling Jesse like you know Edmonton's been pretty consistent for us too, <laughs> but like I swear to God if 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 Drake Batherson was on a breakaway, okay, <laughs> uh, you know. I, it seems like Edmondson's so worried about his plus minus, and, and it, if Edmondson was trailing Drake Batherson on a breakaway, I feel like Edmondson would jump into the Canadians bench to prevent <laughs> <laughs> prevent Honestly, a minus. Keep you know? the score going. I could just see it. That's why it's yeah, funny. Like no, I, can, I, I, can, I can see it. He's like change, change. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, very little consistency, and the consistency we do get from the players just aren't game breakers. No, you know, that's, that's it. Yeah, I, it's as much as like I, I we can praise our Tari Lekin and like we yeah. said for being consistent. It, it's it's he, fourth liner. Those guys, like those guys, are the are, are the consistency pieces that you need as like the cherry on top. Yeah, you know I mean, like we can't have our team run based off a consistent Arturi Lekin yep. or or a consistent Paul Byron or exactly. a consistent who hasn't you know, been who hasn't been, <laughs> but uh, you know, a cons- even a consistent Thomas Tatar who has been pretty consistent. Um, you know, he's just he doesn't 
one, he's a winger, which already excludes him if they're not a playmaker. Um, if Even if Tatar got 35, 40 goals a year, she wouldn't do it. It's, yeah. like, it's just like how two years ago, you know, Brendan Gallagher getting 30 goals a year didn't do it. No. So... He's been getting 30 goals a year for yeah, four years. Exactly. So, Pat Reddy was doing it five years yeah. before that. There's a reason why we have we the need, same team. We need we need strong centers down the middle. Yeah. And we need like competent defense and consistency at least in the top six and top four D. Yeah. And we we haven't so, had that yet. And top six forwards, top four D, maybe a good consistency in the bottom six. How about a Good, consistent bottom pair D, two goalies that play well, <laughs> a strong power play, a good penalty kill, just a complete team. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know what? Honestly, like, I think looking, you know, I think Merrill will help, you know, insofar as, like, maybe getting a goal down. Even that's, like, a ridiculous statement. Yeah. Like, you can't expect you brought one in the, the, the middle pair defensive defenseman. You think that's fixing the team. Yeah, but even then, like, exactly. Like, you look at the, you look at the statistics behind this. It's, like, even if we brought in Drew Doughty, okay, like, one of the best defensive defensemen in the league, okay, great, great at everything, basically, except, you know, scoring. Yeah, and he but, scores enough. Yeah, he scores enough, okay, but he's not exactly, like, a you know, Victor Hedman or whatever, but... I'm saying he's he's good defensively. Yeah. Okay. And he's a superstar. Yeah. If we brought him in, for us to even hint at the fact that that would lower our goals per game by a goal is insanity. Yeah. It <laughs> might mean, lower it by a third of a goal. Yeah. Maybe like the exactly season. a quarter of a goal per season uh, per a game per season. Yeah. And like you know, so we, it, you have to have major structural changes here to actually affect the goals per game, and it's not going to be one or two defensemen. That being said, Merrill will help. Yeah. But again, like, where is Merrill going to play? I mean, Merrill's probably going to play on the third pair um, if we're keeping Sherratt and Edmondson up. Right. And, uh, you know... The other then, thing, uh, just, just since we talked... Then talk we're basically to... talking about, like, a tenth of a goal per game. Yeah, and, and I'm just laughing because we're talking about the trade deadline for the last little bit here. Um, the price to get Taylor Hall on the rental for this season... Oh, my God. Don't even ...was so cheap. And, you know, he's got, since being traded, he's got... Uh, how many points does he have here? Uh, three points in his last three games with two goals. It's almost like being on Buffalo was the issue. We should have done that and made like had a major Druin 5.0 yeah. with who could who skates and would be like a literally like yin and yang with Josh Anderson. Yeah, like he's literally like yin and yang. No, it would have been Anderson, perfect. Except oh, the only thing that keep, the perfect. only thing that they have in common is they're both big and they're both very fast and a so, little injury prone <laughs> a little injury prone. but yeah honestly i'm just i that upsets me now looking at the price it was yeah, to get him because we chose eric stall from buffalo and it's obviously it's obvious boston gets boston always yeah. gets it makes these beautifully smart moves yeah and, and they, uh, they didn't pay much for him. no not at all not it at was, all it was like anders bjork and a few picks and now they, they'll probably win the cup because like you Krejci finally has like a line to play with. Yeah. And he's like a very, very underrated player. Yeah. And their goaltending, you know, Halak and Rask are both like nine fifteen. Their goaltending yeah, I mean, is fantastic. I, so, I forget which one of them is injured, but even then, yeah, but even then they're they two studs. They have the four they have four goalies. They yeah, have four goalies all that are all playing well. Yeah. Um I think Halak's injured, right? I think yeah. it's Halak. But yeah. uh, either way, they've depth goaltending, McAvoy's on another level. It, it it's just very frustrating. Like why can't we just be normal? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Taylor Hall, 
Eric Gustafson. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> we Although he could be a steal if he ever plays. Yeah, he can be. But again, like we're not going to play I, I enough. But I know what you're saying. I know you're saying. He's not like, going to be played enough to make a huge impact. No, I mean, like exactly. He's not going to take Weber's spot. He's again, not it's another take... defense. I think if you look at the depth chart, I think we have about 48 defensemen. I know. Like, where are we playing these guys? That's we're the not. Thing. That's it's the thing. like when we like, got Eric Stahl. Six. It's like, yeah, I'm happy we got Eric Stahl. But it's like we have like five centers playing. Like, I know. You know. It's like... You know, where are we going to play this guy? Fourth line. Apparently fourth line. Eric Gustafsson will play left wing fourth line. But again, like, was, like, for leak necessary? Like, yeah, this, all this stuff. That like, is a mind And we ball. were aware of the COVID regulations when yeah. we signed him. Like, this wasn't like they just sprung this on us. And we, yeah, had, we know. had, you know, the difficulty managing the cap with the, you know, the waivers and all that. But we were aware of it. And we just decided to go sign all these guys and just hope, like, something sticks to the wall. I know. And, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's like kind of like how we drafted left D. Just like draft them all. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, take them all and let one of them hit. Um, then we're gonna be surprised when we have to give some of them away for nothing. Yeah, that's, that's what's it. gonna happen. We're gonna have to give away you know one of these lefty that we're excited about because like we have like fifteen and we have yeah. three positions. Oh, exactly. And we're gonna get like a seventh for a first round pick. Or yeah, because like we'll be so. strong armed. Yeah. Um, all in all, breathe, breathe. We <laughs> lost four nothing to Ottawa to the Ottawa Senators. We lost, not many games left with we them. We lost four. Did you look into that? Oh, no, I haven't. But, uh, Just search how many games we have left with them. But yeah. I, I don't think it's much, and there's a good chance that we lost the series to uh, the worst team in the North. Yeah. Well, one of the worst. Have they passed Vancouver? No, nope, they're point? seventh. <laughs> oh, God. They are worse. That's even worse. I mean, how many games in hand does Vancouver have there? Probably like ten. We have uh, six games with Ottawa left. Okay, and we've won how many? Like one, two? Our season series with Ottawa so far is, hang on, we split the first two, 1-1, one, 3-1, one. One, Ottawa, 3-2, and then it was a loss and a win, so what is three, that? 3-2, you said 3-2. Three, 3-2 three, Ottawa, okay. and then we had to, so it's 4-3. So it's 4, okay, so we still have a chance. How many games did we play them, though? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, one, oh, no, sorry, I miscounted that. There's It's tied series. Tied series. Yeah, we have one, two, game, three games left. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, tied series. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like bad. It's even, baby. That, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they have to win against somebody. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> we. Uh, so do we, though. That's yeah. the issue. Well, we have to win against everybody yeah. at this point. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for our long format. Hopefully, it's not me just bitching for an hour. But yeah, you know, don't hold your breath. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.